name is Thomas Johnson, and I'm the founder and CEO of Get Up and Get Fit Wellness Concierge. I'm also a C-suite advisor, investor. So we're constantly on the quest to surround myself with the best coaches while learning how to better serve our executive clientele. By asking them, how may I serve you? Today's show is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. And Get Up and Get Fit will be providing students with textbooks and school supplies in Cambodia in honor of our guests today, as well as our philanthropic mission to impact at least 50,000 people per year. Today's guest is Nancy Fox. Nancy, how are you doing? Hey, Thomas. I'm doing great now that I'm talking to you. It's great to see you. Awesome. Likewise. Nancy Fox has guided hundreds of high-performing professionals and executives to bold business growth with a unique approach to business strategy and mindset mastery. Nancy is a national keynote speaker, author of the essential book on business networking, Network Like a Fox, and hosts the career transformation show, Trailblazers Cafe, as well as the Bold Business Women's Alliance. Nancy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Awesome, awesome. So Nancy, I want you to tell us the too many version, right? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Where are you from? How you got started into coaching? <laughs> well, uh, I'm from New York. Can you tell? New York. Um, Here we go. I now live in Los Angeles. I'm an. Um, I won't say I'm an LA girl. I do love the LA weather, but I'm a. I'm from New York, um, and I am a former corporate executive turned entrepreneur. Like I am not a natural entrepreneur. I spent the first couple of decades of my career uh, as an executive in the women's underwear industry. So mm, it was a bit of an unusual career. I was in charge of design and product development and marketing for women's bras for a lot of big companies and a lot of, and I traveled all over the world and I led design teams. It was a lot of fun until it wasn't. And um, I sort of one day had a realization that I, I it didn't fit anymore. And back in, you know, that time, coaching really hadn't even gotten started. I had just heard about it. It was just, just, just beginning. And I actually hired a coach to help me figure out what was next for me in my career. And it led me to realize this is what I want to do. It was just like a, this gigantic, like, aha, you know, turning point moment for me. Um, and even though I knew that, it still was very difficult because I had never sold anything. I had never been accountable to bring business in before. You could be a great coach, but you still have to learn how to get clients. And you have to. And I didn't know how to network. I didn't know how to get clients. I had been in a bubble for a long time. You know, having in a corporate career, you're in a bubble. You have to perform. But a lot of a lot of the logistics, a lot of the systems are already in place for you. This, I might've helped other companies build businesses, but building one for myself was a whole new game. Mm -hmm. So um, that led me to a long journey and I very, you know, was so determined um, and I'm very fortunate because I'm one of the very, very a small population of coaches who really was able to turn it into a real business. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, so Nancy, where do you currently reside? Because I know you're a New Yorker like myself. I'm in Los Angeles now. Los Angeles, LA. Okay. So why did you leave why did you leave um New York? <laughs> well, um, you know, 
I, New York is a great, I mean, I love the vibe of it, but I couldn't stand the winters anymore. I am a summer girl. I had to be outside. I'm pretty active. I'm athletic and I needed to be outside. And it was just, it was, it felt like for six months every year, I was waiting for the weather to be who I really am and how I really yeah. enjoy life. So it's, I had family out here and I actually had lived out here after college for a few years. Okay. So I decided to come back. I knew it was a turning point in my whole life and in my lifestyle. So out I came. Got it. That, got was, 11, it. Okay. that was 11 years ago. So I've been here a long time already. Awesome. So um, let's talk about your transition from corporate to becoming a coach, right? How did you make that transition? Well, the first thing was, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do. It took me a long time to make the leap. And, and, and then I had to really figure out like, okay, now I want to get out. I want to do something on my own, but I don't know what. I think that what happened for me was I was, I just really was exploring a lot of things. It was a lot of dabbling here and a lot of dabbling there and sitting on the couch and sort of crying a lot for six months trying to figure it because, you know, when you have an executive position and you have a title, you're not just leaving a JLB with a paycheck, you're leaving your identity. And for me, my whole identity was in my title and my company and my industry. And now I was naked. It was like horrible. Mm -hmm. So I found coaching. I took a course with a really powerful leader and trainer and coach. And I loved what he was doing. And I called him up at the end of the course um, because the last, the last segment, the last module of the course was all about purpose. Mm. It was like this gigantic light bulb went on. I went, oh, that's why I haven't found myself because I have to connect to my purpose. What's my purpose? I reached out to him and I said, you know, I love what you do. I think I want to do what you do. Do you think I can do? And he goes, he said something absolutely earth shattering and transformational. He said, um, well, the only thing it takes to be a great coach is to be a great coach. Go be a great coach. And I went, wow. <laughs> I said, okay, that was, I get, it was almost like a permission slip to take all of the knowledge and experience that I had in my corporate life and turn it into helping other executives and other leaders. And that's what I did. I started my I started my business. I reached out to companies and to people and I started networking and I started pretty much doing executive coaching and training on leadership and management and like that. Today's episode is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. Being an executive can be very demanding. Your schedule is unpredictable. You have conflicting responsibilities that pull you in multiple directions at once. You travel too much, work late hours, and cross time zones, all things that wreak havoc on your body. This is why having a wellness support team is necessary. Get Up and Get Fit is the wellness concierge support that busy executives, entrepreneurs, and celebs rely on to keep them healthy and fit despite their hectic schedules. A body under prolonged stress is not a healthy body. Time to reduce your stress. Increase your energy, flexibility, strength, and endurance so you can enjoy life instead of just living it. Go to getupandgetfit.com. That's G-E-T-U-P-N-G-E-T-F-I-T.com and schedule your consultation right now. Get Up and Get Fit. It's a lifestyle. So all you needed was a little push. 
a light bulb. I, I needed the, yeah, I needed, it was like a, um, it wasn't the, I had to give myself the push. Mm -hmm. the, the push didn't come from outside. I had to listen at a deeper level. And when I heard the message, that's when I was able to act. So you basically had a calling, would you say? Yes. It was all about the word purpose and then figuring out, oh, this is how I can apply my purpose. I, my purpose has always been <clears throat> to help <clears throat> to help people do what they are truly loving doing and to do very well at it. And that's my home. That's what I've been doing for the last couple of decades. So for me, it's been a very purposeful journey. Okay. So how do you go about helping your clients? What's your coaching style? You know, um, people ask me that a lot. And I, I think that it is, it's, it's evolved over time. You know, the okay. way they taught you coaching was, Ask a lot of great questions, listen, and, you know, people will come up with their own answers. And, you know, um, I think that that was a nice idea, but I don't think that's what people really, I think people need more direction now. So I listen, I'm, I really listen to deep below the words. I'm not listening to what just people are saying. I'm also listening for what they're actually taking action on and what they aren't. I'm looking for that. I'm watching for that because if they're not taking action, there's fear, there's doubt, there's a block. So I'm I'm giving them direction, but I'm also really listening for where the blocks are so that they okay. can overcome those blocks and gain momentum. So oftentimes when people are not executing on their task or or, or their assignments, I would say what's prevented what's preventing them from getting to the next level what's holding them back if we really boil it all down it's only one emotion that's stopping people and that's fear it's the, it really if you boil everything down procrastination lack of motivation um you know uh being you know sidetracking uh delaying overthinking all of it boils down to fear. If people, if you really want to do something, let's put it this way. If you really want to do something, take a look at your, everybody who's really watching or listening, take a look at what you're really doing every single day in your life. If you, you only do what you really want to do. And if you really want to do something and you're not doing it, then there's a fear involved and the fear is the block. So figuring out what the fear is and how to overcome it is the key. Mm, okay. So the fear is the block. The fear. So oftentimes, would you say they fear the unknown or the possibilities of feeling or, okay. Some fear, fear of looking bad, fear of making a mistake, fear of failure, fear of, of being ridiculed, fear, fear of, you know, not having enough money, fear of having people around you criticize you or tell you, I told you so fear, of, you know, just fear of embarrassment, fear of so many things. But at the end of the day, people talk about a lot of reasons. It all boils down to one pretty big, powerful emotion, and that's fear. So people do a lot of things with fear. Mm -hmm. They medicate, they avoid, they procrastinate, they, you know, overthink. I had a boss who would, um, in, my, in my corporate days, he would sit there and just study 
the, the uh, statistics all day long, all day long. And the reason was he was really terrified of making a decision. So that's why uh, he was my boss, but he was really scared of making decisions. He His MO was avoid making a decision and keep analyzing and analyzing and analyzing till you're perfect and it, nothing got done. So it was a very that, but it was all fear, all fear. Yeah. Yeah, I, I noticed some people do that a lot. They will um, analyze, analyze until it gets to the point where they basically become stagnant. And I, 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 I guess some um, folks in higher position, um, they also exemplify the same traits, right? Like your boss, he had the same type of problems. He was he was highly analytical, analytical, but he wasn't able to execute. Um, but this is where I find you need a good balance, right? A person could be highly analytical, but you also need a person that's able to execute. Right. Um, so how are you able to, so when you deal with clients of that nature, how do you um, navigate their journey? So um, I gave, well, when we start working, we will have a structure, like we'll look at what the goals are. We'll look at what the objectives are. And usually it's building a business these days. You know, it's all about people who are wanting to build a business. We'll come up with strategies in the structures. Then we put, you know, the action plan into place. But invariably, what people also want to talk about is their whole life. You know, mm -hmm. they want to have a good lifestyle. Like a lot of what's new today, Thomas, is I think people want the money. They want the success. But they're not willing to do that without having a purposeful um, business that's in alignment with their values. In other words, years ago, I think people did a lot. They were in a business, even if they didn't love it exactly, yeah. they would tolerate it That's for the money, right? They would tolerate it. They would, it was good enough. Today, people are unwilling. Um, and I, I admire this and I resonate with it. I don't want to do anything now or I don't want to work with people that I don't resonate with or that I don't really feel an affinity with or feel values that are in alignment because life is, you get one life, right? So we, we deserve to live a value, valuable, value-based life. And you can have a value-based business, but you have to create it that way. So when people get stuck, we'll go right back to what's the core. Let's dig deeper. And I have a few tools that I will use with them. I have uh, mindset tools and I use hypnosis sometimes with my clients to get at the, at the core block. Um, we'll go through visualizations. We'll have different practices. And sometimes it's just about getting, you know, in having people have a, uh, a regimen every single day where they get up out of their chair and move because when you move your body, you change your state. Yes, so, indeed. right. So we have various tools and it depends on each person, but there's a basic structure and then there's the, the customization for every single person. And the other thing that's happening today that I want to share with everybody is I think especially for my, you know, I work a lot with women, women, people are looking for deeper connections. And so community, building a community experience with my clients where it's not just one on one, but also building that community with each other and that deeper level of connection and conversation, vulnerability uh, is so important to their success because that's when they can actually make the bigger leaps. When they're vulnerable, they can make the bigger leaps. Okay, okay. So they found like they have a a, a good connection, a community a community builds connection, right? And once you have connection, you're able to create a stronger foundation. Absolutely. 
Awesome. So if someone were looking for a coach, what traits would you advise for them to look for? So um, that's a great question because I think that you can really make some missteps with that. You know, I think it, um, so one, one coach that's great for one person might be absolutely a misfit for another. You have to feel an affinity for each other and you have to be ready for, you know, I always say this, you know, coaching is not for people who need it. It's for people who want it. You have to want to be coachable. You have to be ready. You have to be open. And then I think when you're looking for a coach, you want a coach that has some of the experience that you're looking for. But sometimes you can have a coach that comes from a completely different background, but can open some new ideas and pathways for you that you would never get if you're working with someone who only knows your industry or only knows your area. So I think that you need to find a balance of that. Someone who's got enough. Um, I think a lot of people also you know, say you've got to have a coach that's got experience and can demonstrate that they've done it. That's true. And let me also say that sometimes coaches may not have an experience yet, but can open your mind to something and have you have an awareness of something that will absolutely blow you out of the water and just really make a difference for you. So I think the affinity and smart and and creative and well-versed in business or well-versed in the area that you're looking at is important, but someone who's going to stretch you is even more important. There you go. Because at the end of the day, a coach is supposed to be able to help you see your blind spot, right? bypass the blind spots. Um, those are the coaches that I tend to work with, right? The coach, a coach that's able to help me to expand my thinking and look at things from different perspectives. Yeah. It's like in sports, you know, look at what happens in sports. The sports coaches, the best ones are very often not the best players, but they can play, right? (laughs) When people hire a coach, they want that person to have done it already. They want that person to have been the champion already. But what about the, take a look at how great the sports coaches are. Those coaches, the, the athletes don't always look for the coach who can play the best or do it the best. They want the coach that can see and can teach the best and, and encourage the best and motivate the best and, and command you into doing it the best. And that's what I think is important too. I mean, that, that's a good perspective right there because with uh, athletics, the athletes that aren't the best, they, know, they, are, they are normally on the sideline watching and learning about what's going on. So to see the small little details that might miss the attention of the player that's currently playing. So I, I can see it from that perspective. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I want you to give us a two to three minute story of a time where you help one of your clients to overcome a struggle, right? You help them to get towards this point of success, right? So share with us. One of the most um, re- just memorable for me, and I think, um, and she, and this client always says it too. Um, I have, I had a client, and I worked with her for um, a number of years, but. When I first met her, she had been in the financial service arena for about seven years, and she was just, she just couldn't break through. She was at a plateau for a long time. Very smart, very, very well trained, but just couldn't 
accelerate her business. So she came to me and we went to work on um, a lot of it had to do with not her technical skills, but her confidence level, her ability to communicate her brilliance with people to attract them into her fold. And we got to, um, we, you know, she had some assignments and um, she, she did what a lot of clients do. Um, she would escape, like she would not show up. She would, I warned her at the beginning. I said, listen, if you escape, I'm going to come hunt you down and I'm going to get, I'm not going to let you off the hook. So you have to be ready for this. So she said, cool. So she did escape. And um, I would write her these emails and she would say, I'm not feeling very well. I said, well, what are you feeling? She goes, well, I'm feeling very nauseated. And I said, good. I said, what you're experiencing is you're being confronted. Your body is having a physical reaction to stepping into higher ground. And your body is saying, I'm nauseated. I, I, I want to like feel like I want to throw up. I said, that's a good sign. So every time you feel that, that's not a bad thing. That's your body telling you that you're growing, that you're stretching. Come on back. So she did. Even though she didn't feel well, she came back. We went to work. She kept working at it. So now what she did was she tripled her business, tripled her business, got a whole new caliber of clients in her business. She broke through. But now what's really funny about it is now when she feels that feeling of, uh-oh, I don't feel so good, she laughs about it because she knows what it is. And that was her she now understands that her body was feeling, her mind was feeling fear. Her body represented it with, I don't feel good. And, and it happens with a lot of clients. They start, when they're starting to step into a bigger goal, they get sick, they have an accident. It's, it's like the mindset tricks them up. So now I teach them and that's what your, your mind-body connection is so strong. And I just teach people that that's something to not be fearful of, but to embrace and move forward. You know what? That's a very powerful story right there because you're absolutely right. You know, oftentimes when we're going through something mentally, the body doesn't understand that it's not happening in the physical, but it's going to react. It becomes the mind, right? Because we've conditioned it so much that it doesn't know the difference. It does right. not know the difference. So that mind-body connection is so, so important. And, oh, and, I, and I love the fact that you you helped guide her towards understanding what was happening. You, you, you didn't let her off the hook. Now, I warned her at the beginning, <laughs> you escape. I, I have a question on my questionnaire. How will I know that you're resisting? And she said, I'll escape. And so I said, okay, if you escape, I'm coming to get you. And you have to make a commitment that when I come and get you, you're going to show up no matter what. And sometimes I've actually, in the past, I've even fined clients if they didn't show up. Mm. <laughs> I love it I like that. So, you know, I don't always do that. It's not, it's a, it depends on the person, you know, everybody's different. There you go. So Nancy, uh, Nancy, what drives you? What, why are you so passionate? Because you are, you know, you, it seems like you definitely love what you do. I mean, I can see it in your face. I can see it in your mannerism. What drives you, Nancy? You're a very perceptive guy. Um, a good, that's good. Um, yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, I think uh, I tell my friends and family, I have this fire in my belly. I always have. I sort of was born with that. But what drives me is the gratitude uh, that I was able to transition from one great career into another. I'm pretty fortunate that way. Like, I've had two great careers that I have loved and done well at. 
some people never have that. And I feel like I'm very on purpose. I know that I, I love making a difference with people. I love being creative and I get to do both. And so how can you not be, how can you not feel drive when you're having that? I mean, that's what life is like, you know, it's not a dress rehearsal. This is what we got, you know? So I think whatever I, listen, I'm sort of that way with everything. I took on West Coast Swing Dancing about five or six years ago. It's the hardest dance I've ever in my life encountered. It takes years to learn. And I stuck with it, even though it was so demoralizing for a long time. And now I can do it and it feels fabulous. Just feel, I feel pretty persistent. My, my uh, intention word is unstoppable. And so Mm. that's just who I am. Okay. Okay. Have you always been this way? Always. Okay. Okay. So you, would you say you've mastered that pit filling in your belly? Because sometimes when we get nervous, we get that, that pit filling. Have you, have you mastered that? You, you, are you at the point where you've mastered that and you know what it is? And because you, you recognize it, you're able to um, bypass and power through? I think that sometimes. <laughs> I, I love the honesty. I think that I've mastered recognizing it. Okay. I've, and, and some days I'm masterful at not letting it stop me. And mm. other days, not as much. So um, I give myself permission to not be perfectly masterful about it and just eventually get myself going again. So sometimes I'm able to over, you know, I can, I can master it faster and sometimes slower because I'm always learning and always growing. And I'm, I'm never going to graduate from that. So that's the way that is. I love it. Great answer. Great answer. So Nancy, are you currently working on any new projects, any new books, programs that you could share with us? Yes, I'm so excited. Um, I'm working on, first of all, I've launched my webcast called Trailblazers Cafe, and it is a such a fun project. I'm talking to uh, women, women who are leaving the corporate world, leaving professions, and going into their own businesses, and I'm interviewing them for their transition and transformation tales. So I release a new episode every single Tuesday on YouTube and on LinkedIn. Um, and that is so much fun. And these stories are, some of the stories are uh, amazing. Um, and me, people are really making some cr- incredible transitions. So that's pretty cool. And then I'm also going to be launching um, the Bold Business Women's Alliance uh, in February. And that's going to be um, a, a community for professional and executive women entering entrepreneurship, and it's going to be mastermind based. So it's going to be, nice. I'll give it to you in a nutshell. What it is, is deeper connections, greater results. Deeper connections, greater results. I love it. I love it. Very, very practical. Connect, you create results. <laughs> if someone were to inquire about your services or just want to get to know Nancy Fox, better. Where can it go to find you? Oh, well, that's really, I love how you phrased that, Thomas. Get to know me better. Um, uh, my, I can give you my email address, which is nancy at thebusinessfox.com. And I'm on uh, Facebook under Nancy Fox. And I'm also on LinkedIn. Um, uh, there are a lot of Nancy Foxes. So my LinkedIn profile is under Business Fox. And on Instagram, I'm the business fox. 
on YouTube and my YouTube channel is if you look up bold business women's channel dash Nancy Fox, you'll find me. Awesome. Awesome. I'm going to ask another question. What advice would you give to other coaches to help them stay on top of the game as a coach? So the first thing is you, uh, I'm going to say from a tactical viewpoint, I think it's essential that you really niche your business. I think there are so many coaches out there you have to have really, really clear cut niche and a very clear cut um, offer that that niche is really deeply wanting and needing. So if you just are a generalist, it's much harder to develop traction. So that's the tactical side on the internal side you really have to make a commitment. And when I say commitment, it's not like I commit for, and I'll see how it goes. You have to really put your stake in the sand and you have to be willing to stay the course and really, really be dedicated to not giving up. You know, it, it, you know it's like, don't give up, you know, five minutes before the miracle. So you've really got to, you, when you make a, a commitment, that's what a commitment is, it's not giving up eventually it will kick in. But I think, you know, it's much, it's, it'll kick in faster if you have that strategy on niche development and the right offer. And that's why I love working with my clients on both strategy and on the internal game as well. Yes, indeed. The two is perfect. You know, it's like a marriage, right? You need, you need a combination of both to really um, produce something great. You know, you, you have to be internally um, balanced and also hourly balanced as well. You, you bring it all together. Right. Absolutely. So, Nancy, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. I love your energy. Thank you right? so much for having me. You're a, this is a great initiative that you've got, a great platform, and I feel very honored that you had me on your show. Thank you so much, Thomas. It's, it's a pleasure getting to know you, you know, ever since our, you know, our, um, I love your energy, and I was looking forward to having this conversation with you, you know? Same here. Same yeah. here. So, great. so thanks for coming on once again. And I'd like to thank all of our listeners and viewers for lending us the ears and the eyeballs. And last but not least, Nancy, how may I serve you? Oh, you've done this already. And I want to just say thank you for being, developing a relationship with me. I think that, that the thing to serve, I would feel greatly served if we continue this dialogue and have this great relationship. That would be, I would be so grateful. So thank you so much, Thomas. You're very welcome. And we, we shall, we definitely shall. Um, again, this is your host, Thomas Johnson. If you enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to share it with another person that will benefit. And make sure to tune in for next week's episode. Take care, be blessed, and cheers. Cheers.